Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. My name is Tracy Ariel and I am unapologetically Canadian. Today we are speaking with Ramsey Kassouf. He is the founder and operator of uh, Les Jardins Carriers uh, Farm, an urban farm in Montreal. How are you doing, Ramsey? I'm doing fine. Uh, we're wrapping up the season uh, for the uh, incredible 2020 uh, farming season. And uh, just like starting this uh, with you, and I'm watching the first uh, flakes of snow coming on the farm now. So. And we're entering a new phase, but I am doing exceptionally fine. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The snow is a little unusual. We're here in um, November. Uh, we're in, uh, as we're recording this, it's uh, mid-November. This probably won't play until December when there'll be plenty of snow around. But uh, we just had uh, temperatures of uh, last week was uh, 12, 15 degrees. And now we're down to snow. So it's been a very weird sort of autumn. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about uh, how 2020 has been uh, well first of all actually let's talk about your farm and um because you've been around for a while now it's totally an organic farm can you just describe a little bit about how you started it yeah this is our uh, 10th anniversary actually we started in uh, 2010 i uh, have this uh, property in the west island of montreal in uh and almost like uh, since 1996, and I activated the agriculture project in 2008. And after that, I uh, decided to uh, intern at a farm where uh, my present uh, business partner, Alex Flores, who uh, uh, who was working at that farm, and uh, and I did an immersion in learning about agriculture. And uh, and in 2010, Alex and me and another lady. By the name of Lee Mundy, uh, founded Le Jardin Carrier, and the rest is history. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about some of the operations? I mean, uh, I know that you have some amazing greens. Uh, that you're sort of known for the quality of your uh, greens. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know we put in uh, our vision uh, like it's only one sentence. Is uh, we decided to grow high quality. Uh, food uh, for our local community at an affordable price. So that was uh, the intention and the vision uh, started in 2010. And uh, we really, uh, <clears throat> we have, uh, you know, like grown to uh, be specialized in uh, salads. And uh, and we talked about uh, <clears throat> a little bit about like the arugula, the spinach, uh, and, uh, and a lot of varieties of microgreen as well. And we grow another uh, 20 to 30 crops additional uh, for our farmer's market in St. Anne de Bellevue that uh, for the last 10 years, we never missed a Saturday. And uh, we have a big uh, clientele in the West Island and uh, we've been serving them. And the relationship uh, became uh, like uh, very much uh, our clients and our community, you know, like they, they want to see us in St. Anne. 
and uh, and and it's, it was vice versa. So we uh, we really uh, have grown into a community that uh, brings uh, food on a local uh, for our local community on a on a week a week in week out. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I know you because you've been delivering uh, greens and uh, mushrooms to uh, the Verdun Farmers Market. Yeah. Uh, the mushroom pro- is a pro- is a uh, partnership with uh, Medisar yeah. that just started this year. So, um, do you partner with other with other uh, growers? Yeah. So what happened is like uh, the pandemic uh, when it happened uh, March uh, 13, uh, like when the world stopped, uh, we lost uh, all our restaurant uh, clients. You know, we. Uh, our farmers market shut down as well, so we uh, shifted and pivoted towards making basket to for home delivery, uh, like from March 15 to June 17. And Medisar, uh, like we met, I've, I've known Andrew for a while from the year before, and I know how beautiful his products are. So uh, we launched what we call like uh, like the solidarity baskets, where we're developing. Uh, a network of farmers uh, around Montreal uh, that um, like we can join forces and uh, since Caria has been delivering uh, like uh, almost three times a week to wholesale uh, clients in the uh, core of Montreal uh, so the addition of Medisar and their amazing uh, product like I mean the mushroom that you tried Tracy it's uh, it's been a, a very welcome addition to our basket yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, their uh, chanterelles were particularly popular this summer, and uh, yeah. but they have some fabulous shiitake and plarats as well, and some other varieties. I think they have six varieties altogether, uh, and combined with uh, some of your greens. I mean, talk about a great salad! That's right. That's right. <laughs> Now, I was also lucky enough to visit your operations uh, this summer, and I got to see some of the unique ways that you uh, produce. Because one of the things that's interesting about your salads, even when you order them in bulk, as we do, um, they've already been uh, rinsed and uh, and dried, and uh, I noticed that you use uh, you have a uh, Coolbot operated fridge, which is basically a building with an air conditioner that uh, runs with a special little device called the Coolbot to make a fridge, and you have uh, dryers, um, like washing machine type dryers, in order to spin the. Uh, to, to spin the salads. Can you tell me a little bit about the uh, the innovation that came, some of the, uh, I'm sure that you didn't come up with all that stuff the first year. Yeah, no, no, we used to spin it by hand. And, uh, you know, when we started, like, uh, we had like this uh, small spinner that we put like uh, one kilo at a time and we spin it and dry it and uh, and, and try to, uh, to package it after. But we, yeah, we've grown uh, really uh, nicely, uh, and, and really, it's an effort uh, that I, I can mention between brackets here that, the, like, the new way of farming is I I don't want to farm alone. It's very complex. It's very hard, and it's uh, like lots of uh, energy need to be put in. So we have an amazing team uh, at uh, Caria that, uh, like, this year we had about almost 19. Uh, employees uh, and they were amazing uh, uh, team that uh, you can make anything uh, and uh, innovate and uh, bring new ideas and uh, like, uh, like and keep keep metamorphosing into a different farm so carrier has been reinvented almost every year so we never uh, I mean we look back 10 years ago and we, what we are now here like 
definitely the only thing that remains constant is the vision which we were determined and persevere to grow food uh, local i mean lo like uh, high quality food for our local community at a at an affordable price so uh, we were we are part of a cooperative it's called the cafe you know and it's a cooperative uh, agricole uh, eco ecologique et de proximité and this is like a regroupement of almost uh, 300 to 500 farms, you know, like the BioLoco is part of them as well. And we are one of the founding members of this uh, co-op. And they do a lot of uh, uh, innovative things. And, uh, and we share knowledge about how to improve the efficiency of the operation of the farm. So we managed to, uh, like, uh, to try a lot of things. And one of them is this, uh, like, uh, transforming a dryer, you know, like you dry your clothes in it, like the spinner. And to uh, remove the the basin, and we put a new uh, like a vegetable spinner, and and it, and it, it spins like five kilos at a time. Uh, and uh, before we do the uh, the spinning, we have a big bubbler, it's almost like a jacuzzi, like where we get the uh, the greens as soon as you harvest them in the field. You know, like they uh, they just uh, they've been like in a growing phase, and they definitely need to have a cold water shock so we shock them right away so that gives them an amazing uh arrest the growth and it and it like almost uh, keep them uh, very very fresh when you spin them to dry and you keep them in the cold room for 24 hours uh, and they can have a life shelf for uh, seven to nine so we've, we've been very successful in creating as well uh, like our own mescaline grown in-house at the farm which is six heads of lettuce uh, that uh, we harvest one by one, uh, and, and we uh, we wash it, spin it, dry it, and deliver it uh, almost uh, uh, almost like three times a week. And uh, we do like uh, arugula and spinach and uh, spicy mix, which uh, roughly like uh, we're very happy that uh, now we are doing between 500 to 800 kilo a week in greens, and we supply a lot of wholesale and uh, a lot of uh, our farmers market uh, and other uh, food bank that we deal with and one of them is the Verdana farmers market and uh, what about the um uh t can you talk a little bit about the greens how has that uh, come along i mean aren't you in the new uh, a greenhouse set now yeah so like you're talking about the existing greenhouses on the farm or the other uh, project that we're working on well the, you have a new project yeah. don't you to extend that so start with talking about the existing way that you're doing greens and then the vision for the future yeah so we what we do is like uh in canada like which is a climate uh, which is cold we know that like the summer is short so uh we have uh like i mean like we were uh conscious of extending the season and there's a lot of research has been done through the co-op and other farmers and especially like we were very close to nofa which is uh, the vermont uh, like uh, <clears throat> you know in the new england uh, farmers market uh, and association there and yeah exactly the vermont we we almost want every year for those conferences of learning how to extend the season so in canada we it's applicable to us uh, to grow uh, cold-loving crops uh, from the end of February till uh, May, when this uh, weather uh, warms up and we can go outside. So, uh, so we have about seven greenhouses now, and we uh, we use them like the three months uh, beginning of the year, like from February to May, and we use it. Uh, 
what we call it the shoulder um, uh, month of the year, like from uh, September till uh, December 15. So these are giving us uh, like a lot of capacity and uh, extend our season. And we bring a lot of uh, salad, like we're still harvesting now. Tonight is going to be minus seven. We cover them at night uh, with a, a heat uh, mat. You know, like it's like almost like a batch of uh, thermal uh, covers so they can resist the cold at night. Uh, and that's been a great success for us. We're very happy with it. And uh, we're still supplying grocery stores. I mean, even with salad, uh, like I just did a delivery uh, uh, today for a few clients. The new project is uh, the microgreen is becoming like a big uh, uh, growth uh, uh, venture for us, and uh, the size of growing it here at the farm is uh, like we we're not we don't have the uh, we're not equipped for it. So, so we rented uh, a locale uh, in the in Kirkland uh, for almost two thousand one hundred square feet uh, <clears throat> industrial building. Uh, it's on Hymas. And we uh, were, were launching that project next Monday. And uh, that will be uh, a place specifically designed to grow uh, microgreen uh, sprouts and uh, fine herbs at the microgreen uh, level. Uh, you know, like it's still growing in soil because we're certified organic and uh, it's not hydroponic. And it's vertical and it's going to be uh, like have a lot of capacity to run it all year long. So. So we're very excited, like uh, like uh, by using that facility uh, all year long. So to launch now winter basket that is going to happen, the first delivery on December second uh, in Ber in, in Verdun, December third in the West Island. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I think it's a great project, and uh, but I mean it's got to be tough because uh, you know that means more. Uh, rent for per year it yeah. means more capacity for longer so as a small business person you know this is not easy to um to uh, sustain can you talk a little bit about uh some of the challenges that you've uh, succeeded uh, in you know because as they say entrepreneurship is never straightforward there's always ups and downs can you talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you've uh, managed to uh, bypass in the in your 10 years well, it's definitely like uh, agriculture at the small scale at small farms, you know, like we want to like always like when we learn and I entered the uh, the agriculture uh, venture uh, with Alex and other uh, farmers, it's uh, like we grow everything. So uh, like to grow everything is uh, like highly diversified and it's really uh, kind of like uh, uh, like as an entrepreneur and running businesses for profit, uh, you know, like to, to pay salary and uh, nice wages and uh, have a good living for the farmer. It was a big challenge and we could never meet it. And I examined all the, uh, the models of how to uh, get a business model in farming where we can actually uh, have a decent salary uh, wages to our staff and uh, to ourselves and uh, and be successful. So uh, so that was like the first five years uh, was like a lot of fine tuning and uh, the lesson learned from this is uh, like the uh, you need to specialize uh, as a farm into a few product like and grow grow them well and uh, and they can be. Uh, we can scale them, you know, as well. So this is uh, something that we realized. 
And for the diversity is by doing uh, the development of a network of other farmers that they join to us. So we can have farms that they are specialized in, uh, in, in greens and microgreens and tomatoes. And uh, we can have other farms as well, like they are in the same uh, network that we are, like they grow mushrooms. We have another farm that they grow root crops. So the diversification happens by more farmers getting together and get their act together and they can uh, complement their offer to their client. And really uh, the objective is to always to pay the farmers uh, first, you know, like, uh, so, so this is, this kind of model is, is really now, uh, it's paying off for us after testing it at many level and fine tune it. And, uh, and I, I recommend uh, so much, like you really need to specialize at the same time, keep the high uh, diversity by connecting with other farmers where uh, you need to get the marketing uh, lesson here is huge, like ship on time to clients and try to uh, to have a consistent product week in, week out. And that uh, carrier has uh, invested heavily into uh, making like a three deliveries a week for our all institutional client. So, uh, so really it's, uh, it's still like uh, work in progress and uh, we would like to get it uh, even fine-tuned more and now the scaling we know that we can grow it and now we see we can scale it and we have all this network of farmers so we have a model if you can go on our website and see that vision that on uh, like wholesale uh, to our institutional client in the Montreal region you know like it's uh, it's like really farmers organizing themselves in a way that we don't have to uh, like i mean there's like our client don't use a middleman because the middleman always was the problem even on the retail side when we do the farmer markets we go directly to the consumer but now we want to go directly to the institution uh, by farmers from farmers and all the marketing happened by the farmers themselves and that yeah. been very good success and the price will go down because we are eliminating so many uh, so many intermediary and that really ate a lot and chipped away on our profitability so now we can even enjoy a little bit better margin than we used to do before right well and the problem in canada i mean so much of the uh food system is uh institutionalized in uh, in a very grand scale which means that people are used to paying less for food than is actually sustainable for farmers so i think uh your uh, experiments have been really helpful in, in trying to turn that around because people need to pay decent you need to pay enough for your food so that people can grow it fairly exactly and that's no. a big uh, yeah. that, that is a big challenge I mean it and it it takes 10 years I mean people don't realize that in the farming community 10 years is a startup for, you know most companies they say five years but with the with agriculture it's really a 10-year startup zone you know you're really just getting into your own right now we're just learning that now we're getting a little bit better understanding and you're right is that uh, the COVID 19 you know like uh, is really uh, i mean that's the silver lining if you want that uh, made the uh, purchasing of uh, locally and, uh, and and connecting with your local uh, farms or any what we call the local economy uh, that uh, really wasn't evident uh, and wasn't that clear to, to many of our community and like other members who are not joining the uh, uh, like the community of buying locally. But now we can see it; it's happening. I never saw it like this. It's really 
people want to eat local and uh, the threat globally of inventory could be disrupted by a pandemic like what we had and we're still having is uh, like the inventory in Montreal can be depleted in uh, 40 days, uh, like we cannot replenish it. So yeah. government are realizing that, municipality are realizing that, and the consumer are realizing that. So which is some kind of like, uh, like we call it a silver lining, so it's positive for, uh, for our cause. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that uh, brings up the, another big challenge. This year has been quite a, uh, a challenge just to keep operating and making sure that people got food safely. Exactly. Uh, so it's been, uh, and can you, can you talk about, um, oh, I, actually I didn't, I, Eric would never forgive me if I didn't talk about your kitchen project too. Yeah, You're yeah, actually yeah. starting to transform food too, which is a brand new, uh, yeah. project. Yeah. Three years ago, like, I mean, like Eric used to come, uh, Eric Hansen is one of our partner now. And, uh, and uh, Le Jardin Carrière became an incorporation this year and we'll really open it to more uh, shareholders and we want to increase the, uh, the ownership by employees and, uh, and, and going forward. Uh, and Eric was one, one of the examples uh, to bring a lot on the table in terms of eliminating waste uh, and uh, like use everything that we produce on the farm uh, to transform into a freshly baked uh, uh, product, you know, and within the transformation uh, department here, and uh, Eric Hansen is our chef, and uh, and he's been instrumental. So we, uh, we, it was a like it was a great success uh, by introducing the veggie pate this year, uh, veggie burger, and we did the uh, soups and uh, salsa, and we are uh, working on other product as well, another project. So that was a great success. It's something new. Uh, we wanted to uh, work on. Uh, what well, we call it like a, a clean, uh, fast food, if you want, uh, like that respect the economy, the uh, the environment, respect uh, like no waste, no wa waste, and uh, affordable prices to buy uh, uh, like the, like a quick meal uh, prepared, uh, high quality, locally produced, and at a, at an affordable price. And Eric Hansen is uh, like it's is one of these uh, like preoccupation now. To develop that, but uh, we 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 postponed uh, the uh, the launching a little bit because of the COVID nineteen. Because you have a lot of experience in restaurant, uh, and how do we redefine uh, the dining experience uh, to be affordable uh, to all the uh, population, to all our community? Yeah, I'm sure once things go open up, I mean, Montreal is still in a red zone, so things have been yeah. very challenging this year. But uh, once things open up, I'm sure that that will be a, another growth uh, yeah. project for you. Uh, we, we, you know, I, we, we sold quite a bit of the pesto, and uh, I know that uh, people will be interested in seeing what other products are available. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that uh, leads me on to uh, my next question, because you've, you've talked about collaboration, you've talked about challenges, you've talked about... Uh, uh, successes and growth. Um, can you uh, and and you know this is a podcast about Canadian identity. So <laughs> can yeah. you talk a little bit about uh, your identity as a Canadian and uh, and how you feel about that and what it means to you? Yeah, it's uh, you know like it's uh, it's you know you mentioned at the beginning uh, before I touch on the identity about the uh, collaboration and uh, and this 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 word of cooperating together it's uh, added to it innovation you know so these two uh, words which is our the watchword for us 
post COVID-19 or any, any small farm or, or business or any community any like even families and connection, if they don't uh, work on cooperation and innovation and they they comprehend that comprehend that it's not business as usual. Uh, they will be very difficult to succeed uh, to survive. So we really need uh, this kind of uh, cooperation, and we really need to think out, like not only outside the box, like almost thinking in a new box, uh, how to uh, bring uh, food directly to our community, uh, and uh, and that for me is uh, you're talking about identity now and the. Uh, you know, like it's uh, like everything happens. You know, like want to develop culture and develop uh, identity and develop connection and sense of belonging. You know, like it's uh, it happens always around food. So we're lucky that we're engaged in that and and uh, in, in in our community in producing food. And uh, personally, I uh, you know like I came from uh, Lebanon in 1976. You know, like, and I uh, connected here with uh, Quebec, you know, at an early young age, you know, and I, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, like I really um, belong and, uh, and I and we're very lucky to be a Canadian, uh, Quebecers, you know, like from, from other origin that uh, came to uh, Canada. So I, I feel like this uh, unity that exists uh, in Canada and respecting diversity of each one of us it defines us as an uh, as a country and uh, you know and i'm really uh, like got, you know three kids uh, they all born here and they uh, you know like like we uh, and, and every time they come to the farm i feel like you, your connection and uh, and understanding our identity is to connect to uh, to the soil you know and the soil is been historically the place where community develop culture develop and uh, we're lucky that we have so much land. And my dream to enhance this uh, understanding of uh, identity is to uh, convert our soil that exists, especially here in Quebec, like 90% of our soil, we grow only on it three crops. There will be uh, like will be a major, uh, like if in Canada and uh, in Quebec and the government put some kind of like a long-term plan to convert those uh, land to grow more diverse uh, food for our for our community and the tree crop that we only grow in quebec here is on 90 percent of our soil is the uh, uh, hay soya and uh, and uh, what is the other one hay soya and uh, maize you know like uh, oh corn yeah. corn yeah so the more we uh, connect to the soil and the more we diversify the soil and I don't want to talk about uh, like sustainability anymore I'm going to talk about reciprocity so our identity ah, so there that's is a lovely word yeah so the reciprocity is like like what we can give to the soil and to the earth and it gives us back but at the same time we always need to reciprocate back to her because we're losing our soil and then we're losing our uh, like growing uh, medium and that will threaten our identity. So, uh, so finally, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy you asked that question in your podcast, talking about the Canadian identity. Our Canadian identity is threatened if we don't uh, protect our earth, and we don't protect our environment, and we don't protect our high quality of food. You know, and uh, and that's uh, that's my answer, my opinion. Yeah. 
Ellen, it's a great answer because uh, food is the basic of uh, survival uh, for people. So uh, it's uh, and if you don't have soil, then you're not going to have survival. So it's uh, it's a very good point. Uh, was there anything that I didn't ask you about that you had been hoping to talk about? Well, I just want to talk about the uh, the people who grows the food. You know, like because uh, the the uh, like I'm talking about the young people and the youth. You know, and uh, and it's a phenomena that I, uh, I, I witness uh, day in, day out for the last 12 years in uh, my experience in, uh, in agriculture, is there is this big movement of young people. Uh, they want to make a difference in the world. And I can see them come into the farm every year. And they're so talented and so uh, they're from a diverse uh, background, you know, like, uh, like some of them are university graduates, they're in journalism, they're uh, physicist you know like and uh, and then and they you know like just their quality of work and the way they are dedicated to uh, to grow this food it, it, for me it's uh, it's fascinating to watch so sometimes you know we uh, we we don't uh, you know thank them enough you know like and I would li- I really like the, uh, the like the food is not like we can see food everywhere in the stores and, and our ship from abroad and stuff like this. But the story of how to grow the food is the most, uh, like, in my opinion, like, uh, like uh, under, like it's not told enough, it's the untold story. And we really need to talk about those uh, young people who are uh, working uh, almost 10 hours a day or eight hours a day, hot, like 40 degrees sometimes. There's a canicule like in, in heat. Un, uh, un, we cannot say, um, unsupportable, and uh, so so I just like to uh, to always acknowledge the, the amazing work. And uh, for me, they are my heroes. You know, like uh, uh, and 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 I'm always fascinating to see them. And they're the one who's actually built the Jardin Caria, and uh, and they are the one who uh, finished from here two three years, and they went and founded their own farms. And they're all over Canada, and some of them now they are in BC, you know, they uh, in Vancouver, and they're uh, the manager of some of the amazing farms in BC, some of them in the states, and so on. But we're very pleased to applaud those young people and to always welcome them uh, into our uh, uh, farmer farming community. Oh, isn't that wonderful? That's a great, uh, great note to end on. Thank you very much for your time, Ramsey. It's fabulous to uh, discuss the future of food with you. My pleasure. And thank you, Tracy. Thank you for listening to Unapologetically Canadian. Please consider supporting our podcast for $2.99 a month. Join select listeners and get additional episodes every month. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.